Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. I'm specifically just checking in on the state of Oklahoma. How you how y'all doing out there? How are them, them cowboy hipsters in Tulsa? Uh, how the fuck are you guys doing? You know something? You guys are going to get a lot of shit with that mask stuff, and I wanted to give you shit, but I actually read on this, and it's it's starting to make sense to me. So the Oklahoma State Department, oh, Jesus, Bill, are you going political too? Why not? Everybody else seems to be doing it. You know, if everybody's playing disco, you know, I'm going to fucking play disco. All right, the Oklahoma State Department of Health held a meeting on Monday after hearing testimony from state and county leaders on the state of COVID-19 response. So they were basically talking about if they mandated, not requesting or requiring you to wear a mask, mandating, saying you must wear a mask. Somebody in charge there, because when I first saw the story, it was just like, yeah, we're not fucking doing that. And my first response was to yell at the TV, great, then if you get it, they shouldn't fucking treat you and you should die in the street, you fucking cunt. You fucking one state dragging the other 49 down cunts, right? That was my first response. But now I actually read a little bit. Well, I read one article. Uh, basically, it's on Fox News 23. So who knows? Um, it was saying that basically the person was saying, where is this? It's such a great fucking quote, which, of course, now I'm not going to be able to find. Um Oh, God damn it. This is why I suck at shit. All right, wait a minute. Here we go. The guy, person, basically, man or the woman said, I do not recommend a mask mandate. I recommend mass compliance, Fry says. And he, uh, this person said, I had multiple people tell, come up to me and tell me, hey, I'll wear a mask, but don't tell me I'm going to wear a mask. Then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You, you slick-suited motherfucker. Don't you come on my property and tell me what the fuck I have to do. All right. Now, this here is the difference between people who live in a city and then live basically on their own in the middle of fucking nowhere. All right. You live on your you live in a city. You know, whatever you need, you call a guy and the guy comes and he fucking does it. I got a pool. I need a pool guy. I got a lawn. I need a lawn guy. My fucking roof's leaky. I need a roof guy. Well, that doesn't go. That doesn't wash in Oklahoma. All right. If you got one of your fucking stairs out there and it's, and it's banging into another one, fucking up your meat to sell at market, you can't go out and just call a guy to come down and take out that fucking cow steer, man. You got to do it yourself. Um, these are do-it-yourself fucking people. They got a leaky roof. They're going to fix it themselves. You know, someone comes in their house. They're not calling the cops. They got the gun. They're taking them out. They're feeding them to the pigs. And they're going back to bed. You know, are finishing a, a marathon of Mannix on MeTV like I do. Um, yeah, I get it now. These people are not idiots. They just like, I, I respect the hell out of that. You, if you ask me nicely, I'll wear a mask. But don't fucking tell me I got to wear a mask. That That is healthy. 
That is a healthy uh, questioning and, and keeping authority arm's length. All right? Let's, let's not get this twisted. You fucking work for me. You, a- you, you fucking ask me nicely, motherfucker. You ask me nicely and I'll wear it. Okay, don't come over here like you're fucking running shit. Governmental sons of bitches. I got just as many guns, just as many guns as you do. Don't ever forget that. And I'll fucking use them. All right? And you didn't train me either. My daddy taught me before I was ever in the Marine Corps. So uh, I respect the hell out of that. It is as long as yeah. I hope you guys comply and you fucking do it. And uh, you know because the Federal Reserve needs you to be healthy and go back to work so this Ponzi scheme doesn't collapse. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, man. The crazier this country gets, the better chance of survival all of these people that liberals make fun of have. Okay. And I'm, I'm not talking about you fucking conservative cunts with your laptop in your little luxury apartment. I mean the real deal people. Like everything they have is camouflaged. Like the fucking dish towel to dry off the dishes is camo. I'm talking about those fucking people that can, you know, they know how to, anything that fucking moves, they know how to track it, kill it, prepare it, and fucking eat it, store it dig a fucking hole in the ground, come back 20 years later, remember where they left it, pickled, whatever the fuck they do. Those people are going to survive. They don't need money. Okay? They can literally sit there and be like, wait, we're going to act like it's the, we, we doing the 21st century thing? Uh, you want to go back to the 18th fucking century? I don't give a shit. I know how to do all of that shit. You know? people in the cities are like oh my god my fucking internet is out i'm so fucking past i do that every week on this podcast how much fucking money do i have to fucking pay for the fucking internet yeah that's a city dweller i am done the second the, the money system collapses i however long you can survive without water because it never rains out here and then i'm fucked you know because god knows i'm not trapping it what am i gonna eat some fucking i don't know diseased coyote out here so shout out to people of Oklahoma. This city slicker here would love it if you would, if you would comply. You know, it'd be nice if you guys wore masks. It seems to be working because I got to be honest with you. Evidently, it's exploding out here in L.A. And I don't know. I, I, it seems like if you just wear a mask, you're OK. You know, I have no idea. Um, so anyway, I, you see, this is the deal, dude. I, I fucking, I like people. I'm trying not to fucking be a cunt. I'll tease you, but I, I'm trying not to be a cunt here. Um, and with that, let's see here. Let's look up. Trump meets with top election advisors as Biden's lead endures. This is the thing. There's, even if he won this thing, there's no fucking way they're going to give it back to him. They can't do it. Because then they got to start turning over all these rocks and they're just going to find a bunch of shit on both sides. Dude, if they do this, if they really do a recount, right? Which I guess they're doing, I don't know, by hand. It's like, well, how did you do it the first time? People were mailing shit in. I would just, you, you, what, you shoved it into a computer? Um, here's the thing. They, if you do a recount and on your recount you get a different number, then you got to do it again. Okay, and then if there's fucking lawsuits and people start looking under all the, I'm telling you, it, both sides, it's not good. It's like, it's going to be like when Jim Irsay investigated the Pats and they found out that the Colts 
were doing exactly what the Patriots had done, allegedly, or whatever, whether it was done on purpose or whatever, whether it was the weather, the pressure in the ball outside, there was under-inflated balls on both sides. Now, if you're a Trumpster, you're going to argue that Donald Trump is the Patriots, where everybody's just hating on him because he's a fucking winner. And Joe Biden is the Colts. Now, granted, the Colts also wear blue. So maybe that maybe that is a good argument. I have no fucking idea. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, all right, I, I just don't think that they're not going to give it to him. Um, there's a part of me for the comedy of it. <laughs> Being a part of the contrarian party. Um, watching all those liberal idiots dancing on the side of the street, it would be fucking hilarious just for that that they did that dance and then they uh you know psych you didn't win (laughs) that shit would be funny um it wouldn't be good for the country but it would be funny it would be funny um i don't know what's wrong with me what is i i've always as as long as i can remember I remember when I was a little kid, when I would see another little kid that I didn't know fall down and cry, it made me happy. I just thought it was funny. It's because I was already a little miserable bastard. (laughs) I remember well into my 20s and 30s, if I was in a grocery store and I saw some kid fall down, he cried and his mother ran over and kissed him and hugged him and gave him support. It used to make me angry. And I would think, eh, fucking pussy. And it wasn't. It was jealousy. I think that that's what it was. And then if I saw a kid whining, asking for something, and then the mother said no and made the kid cry more, it used to make me happy. And I'd start cracking up laughing. Just watching the kid, you know. Not because I'm really happy. It's just, uh, there's just certain things that just... You relate to them, so they're funny to you. Like that story I always told that time. I don't know if I, how long ago I told this story. I'll tell it again. One time I was on a plane. One time? Well, this one of zillion times I was on a plane. I'm on this plane, and I'm riding with my lovely wife. And she's sitting in the aisle seat, and I'm sitting in the middle seat, right? It's not really a middle seat when you sit next to your wife, because you can kind of fucking spill into her seat, and it's fine. You got the arm up, right? And... um Oh, no, I'm sorry. She was in the middle seat. That's right. I was on the aisle. That's right. So I'm watching this movie as my wife is sleeping and something happens. I'm watching it on the laptop and something happens in the movie that makes me laugh so fucking hard. I'm literally leaning into the aisle. I'm laughing so hard. Not only do I wake my wife up, the woman on the other side, the one who has the window seat is laughing at just how hard I'm laughing. Like, you ever see somebody laughing so hard, you don't even know what they're laughing at, and you just start cracking up? That's how hard I was laughing. So my wife wakes up, and she's laughing, going, what are you laughing about? And I'm, I'm trying to cover the movie. I'm going, nothing, nothing. She goes, what are you, <laughs> let me see, let me see. And I go, you're not going to like it. And she spun around. She saw that I was watching Precious, and she fucking starts punching me in the shoulder, which, of course, made me laugh even harder. And I wasn't laughing that this poor chick was going through all of that shit. It's just the mother said something so fucking, it was so mean. And then they cut to her face 
and she looked so sad. I just, I laughed. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck is wrong. I remember when I, I went to go see Sling Blade, and when uh, Dwight Yoakam fucking zoomed the guy in the, in the wheelchair out of the head, you know what? You go home and practice, Randy. And he fucking zoomed that guy out the door in the fucking wheelchair. I'll never forget it because at the time, I was in the middle of an acting gig. This is a long fucking time ago. And, and Sling Blade was in the uh, movies. And I had gone to go see the movie with a couple of people that were also on in this short film that I was making that never saw the fucking light of day, right? And they were reacting the way you were supposed to react when you saw somebody whose legs work fucking push somebody out a door in a fucking wheelchair. They were reacting, and I was dying laughing. And uh, I remember them looking at me, sort of smiling, but looking like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And that was the first time that I realized that actors and comedians were wired differently. We're both fucked up trying to be good people, but we're definitely wired where I think the way they're wired is they like they feel things that other people feel. Not even saying they're in touch with their other their own shit, but they can. It's how that's why they're so good at acting, you know. We're a comedian. We just sit there walled off and, and laugh at shit, <laughs> even if we empathize with it. Um, I don't know. What does this say? What does this say about anything? What does it say about me? You know what the fuck I did? I went out and I bought this, these two belts. Went to a store and I bought these belts. And I went up to register. And when they rung it up, I could not fucking believe how expensive they were. It was ridiculous, but I hate shopping so much that I just bought them anyways. You know, I really wanted to be like, I'm not fucking paying that for fucking 20 belts. It's just fucking leather and a metal buckle. What the fuck? But then I got to go to another store. I got to bring it back. They got to fucking do the thing with the card. Fuck it. And these fucking things broke down just as fast as any old cheap ass belt. So... The belt broke and I brought it over to like a, a fucking uh, a cobbler, a shoe store, thinking that maybe they could fix the thing. And they're like, no, nah, we can't. We can't do it. It's just, just, you know, it's like I bought a house at the top of the market. I'm just never going to get my fucking value out of that goddamn belt. I was fucking pissed too when I went in there. Because somebody goes, oh, just bring it to a shoe store. They'll f-. And I go, they'll fix it. Yeah, they'll fix it. And I get in there. No, we don't, we don't fix belts. I'm a cobbler. I work on shoes, you fucking idiot. Go, go, go to a belt store. I was like, all right, jeez. You're going to yell at me, you know? And he picked up one of those little hammers that you fucking nail a heel back on a shoe. He fucking started waving the thing around. It became a situation. Um, I don't know. I've been seeing some shit go out of business. It's disturbing. But I think it's because of Amazon, not because of COVID. You know? When you see like a big like superstore go out of business you're just like uh i thought you were the guys that were fucking had their foot on the back of everybody's neck isn't that amazing though you gotta hand it to that fucking bezos guy whatever the hell his name is um bezos right something like that whatever bezos bezos i like bezos we'll, we'll go with bezos right that fucking guy 
took an online store and just blew past fucking Target, Walmart, Sears, Roebuck, J.C. Penny, Marshalls, Jordan Marsh, Filene's Basement, Tom McCann, Mammoth Mart, right? All the superstores. Sorry, had to go back there for a while. Child World, Toys R. He gets guy fucking blew past all of them. You don't even know where his store. Where is his store? Where is all the stuff? Where the fuck? I can literally get anything from a kid's bicycle to like a fucking scale to weigh cocaine if I'm a drug dealer from these fucking people. To a refrigerator, a, a, a fucking tarp for your car. What else do you want? Huh? You want that little thing that, you know, kids play with behind the door that little fucking thing that stops the door from hitting the wall. They got that shit too. They got it all. They, got, they literally... They have everything. All right? And then you combine the fact that they turned our food into poison. All right? And you got these people just like on the sugar and salt, right? Just fucking mainlining it. You know, they're having a light night, which means they're just eating the vanilla cookies. You know what I mean? Because it seems like, you know, it's almost like a lighter leaf cigar. You know, or maybe it's racist. Like, why do the Oreos have to be the bad ones, Bill? You know, considering you're 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 now in a racially mixed family unit here, you'd think that you'd be a little nicer about Oreos. Um, these fucking people—they're sitting at home, all right, and they're eating cookies and fucking pre-made rotisserie chicken, lemon garlic, right? They get the salt through the roof. Then they just start shoving those sleeves of cookies in, right? The Keebler Elf shit and all of that. And then what used to happen is late at night, they needed to go out and buy something, which was that website, people at Walmart or something like that. And just the way these people were dressed, the gangrene, the broken flip-flops, the, the, the wasted potential that you just saw just shuffling into these fucking superstores. All right? And then this website website started up, this page. People at Walmart or something like that, and they shame these fucking people. You know? And I think that Bezos, Bezos guys, he goes, you know what? I think that there is a market out there for people that just want to keep buying shit but don't want to be seen buying it talking about the agoraphobic obese people that on odd days of the month eat the regular Oreos on the even days they eat the blonde Oreos and on holidays they eat double stuff and these fucking people need pocket tees they need flat screen TVs they need all of this shit and this fucking guy started a business to cater to people And now these people don't have to go out in public, right? You know, it's like that movie Precious I was talking about, right? All these precious people going into the fucking Walmarts, getting shamed, you know? Wearing some giant purple something. People call him Barney the Dinosaur. They don't have to do it anymore. They can just fucking stay home. 
from the comfort of their own home, they can order whatever they want. And because this Bezos guy saw this shit before the Walmart people, they were just like, hey, these fucking people, they, we crushed their downtown. We crushed their mom and pop stores. We buried them. We buried them the way the white man buried the Native Americans that were here first. We continued it on. Now we buried the barriers. Who can bury us? We have 900,000 square fucking feet. And guess what? He's going to turn that place into the, the Bezos guy. is going to turn all those fucking Walmarts into uh, uh, the most epic fucking uh, uh, maybe skateboard parks or laser tag, laser tag, skateboard, something or other. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with all of those things. They're all going to go under. There's not a goddamn thing anybody can do about it unless somebody puts down those Oreo cookies and figures out where that fucking guy lives and takes them out. Doesn't take them out. Like, I don't want to encourage anybody to do anything crazy. You know what I mean? Just do give them the DDT, some sort of wrestling finishing move. You know, if you can get your fucking flabby leg up that high. <laughs> oh, shit. I went to a mom and pop Mexican restaurant that I've been meaning to try forever. And you go in there as a white dude and you just, and the first thing you do is you try to find, you know, you look around to be like, is it a bunch of other white people or are there Mexican people eating here? And I went in there and all I heard was people speaking, uh, is it Espanol? Is that how you're supposed to say it? Spanish. People from Spain speak Spanish. We don't speak, whatever the fuck you're supposed to say. Uh, Everybody was speaking that, ordering that. And I was just like, I am at the spot. And I could tell, I could tell. I was like, this fucking place has been here forever. This is one of these places where, you know, all families would come. You could tell by the seating and all that shit. And I got myself a nice chicken burrito. And I got to tell you, I wanted it to be great. I wanted it. I'm like, this is the real fucking deal. Right? Right? I'm like the only white dude in here. This has to be the real shit. You know, and I, I ate it and I got to be honest with you. It was solid. It wasn't great. It was solid. It was a, it was a solid B. Give it a B. All right. A being the best. B being not quite the best. Solid B. It's not a C. C is like, it was a B. It was good. All right. But when I, when I was growing up, Every restaurant was a B. There was a couple of super fucking fancy places that mobsters owned or some shit, but you never went to that crap when you had a family. Every fucking place was like that place I went to today. And I've kind of been going to those. So me and my wife, we have like, um, I'm going to go back there and bring the wife and kids. Like I, that's a great, like, you know, plenty of places, you know, they have this nice outdoor patio. People were distanced and whatever. And, uh, I don't know. I like going to places like that. I'm not into the fucking, the chains or whatever. But, you know, I do order shit from Amazon, whatever. I'm not a perfect person, all right? And if you don't believe it, now let's listen to me read out loud and you'll know immediately how flawed a human being I am. All right, we're going to start. We're going to start today with the little zip. Zip recruiter, everybody. You know, businesses have had to be flexible this year. 
from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. How have you had to readjust your business? Well, I do stand-up in parking lots now. Now, when I drive down the street and I see a patch of grass, I don't think, wait, how come they haven't put a house there yet? I look at it and say, you know, that's a great place to do a stand-up comedy show. Uh, Restaurants are moving their dining outdoors and adding takeout and catering. I've noticed that. Major retailers are now selling face masks. Um, If you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots have have made your job even more challenging, especially if you had to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there's one place that you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier. Zip. Recruiter. Dot com slash burr. When you post a job on Zip, it gets sent out to over 100 top job boards with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder four to five employers who post on Zip. Get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself right now. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip.com slash Burr. Spell out Burr. B-U-R-R. Let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip.com slash Burr. The smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter, smartest way to hire. All right. Indochino, Indochino, Indochino. You know, having clothes that fit just right can be a huge confidence booster. Describe any particular issue you often run into when shopping for clothing. Yeah, with my suits. You know, if I wear the wrong socks, occasionally when I wear a suit, when you sit down, all of a sudden you're showing like, you know, three inches of leg. And you just, whatever you're pitching at that point, it's just fucking over, right? Example, wishing sleeves were a little bit longer, being a smedium, etc. No, I just talked to you. Having socks that are too short. Indochino was started on the belief that custom clothing shouldn't cost a fortune. Talk about the convenience of... I don't want to fucking talk about shit. Tell me what I'm supposed to say. Weddings and other special occasions. Talk about this. What am I fucking... Working in the, 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 the fashion district? Talk about buttons. Weddings and other special occasions <laughs> are a time to make unforgettable memories and look your absolute best. Yes, I agree with that. Give your wardrobe a style upgrade with Indochino. Get made to measure clothing at great prices, including suits, blazers, shirts, and coats. You get to customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and monogram. You got to love a monogram. That says I'm a man. I'm running my business. All right. And if you'd like to come home with me, sweetheart, I will dick you down. All right, the choice is all yours. Your clothing is <laughs> made to your exact measurement, so it fits you perfectly. Indochino's Black Friday event incoming is now. This is the best time to buy as they're offering their lowest prices of the year, including custom suits for just $289 with the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. You'll save an extra 30 bucks on any purchase of $3.99 or more. You can shop online at Indochino.com. That's a safe way to take advantage on Black Friday. Do it online. Or visit any Indochino showroom. That's Indochino.com. 
I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, Indochino.com. Promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. All right. What's next? Oh, we got Simply Safe. Simply Safe. Something everyone wants to be. You know, everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, an annoying neighbor, or a medical emergency. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection with Simply Safe. You don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They got you back day and night, ready to send the cops, fire, or EMTs when you need them most straight to your door. Uh, Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Then Simply Safe professionals take over, monitoring your home 24-7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, Simply Safe, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees or installation costs. Right now, my listeners get free a free home security camera. When you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash burr, you also get a 60-day risk-free trial. So there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash burr for your free security camera today. That's Simply Safe. S-I-M-P-L-I. S-A-F-E. Simply with an I, safe.com slash burr. B-U-R-R. There you go. Well, old Billy fucking game film. Watched another couple. Uh, I watched the rest of that Bills Seahawks game, and my Super Bowl pick in the West, the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I didn't realize that evidently they have like the worst defense in the fucking league. Jesus Christ, letting up forty-four goddamn points. Having said that, they still put up thirty-four in the Bills. So um, I don't know what the takeaway on that game is. I will tell you this though. Russell Wilson's ability to extend the play, to use a cliched sports uh, and uh, euphemism, whatever the fuck you call it. The way a guy can scramble around back there and his receivers just keep getting open. And then on the run, the deep ball accuracy, that guy, that fucking one play where he was running all around. And then this one guy just ran all the way to the end zone, like 50 yards away. And he just hurled the ball. Looked like Doug Flutie when he was playing against uh, the University of Man- Miami, the U, way back in the day, right? Just fires this fucking thing. The guy was was way in the end zone. There was another guy like 30 yards away on the Bills, like sprinting down trying to get the guy. He caught it like a punt. Um, it was amazing. But I'll tell you what else was amazing was was the uh, the play calling. Um, and... Um, by the by the Buffalo Bills and they just shredded that fucking defense for 44 goddamn points and uh very impressive and also another great game that I watched uh, over the last couple of days I watched Kyla Murray uh the Arizona Cardinals really fun team to watch um even though that Kenyon Drake dude is out um uh, they played the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins showing a lot of hot. They got that Shaq whatever guy on defense up front was causing a bunch of problems. And, uh, oh, that's another thing with the Bills game. The amount of times they sacked Russell Wilson was crazy, which made me look up, hey, how many sacks do the Patriots have? We have like fucking, we played like eight or nine games. I think we have like four or five sacks as a team. Um, Whatever. This is all shit. This is a transitional year. That's all. All right. Everybody fucking relax. So um, I got to say, 
I don't know, the Dolphins. That was an impressive fucking win. And that kicker came out, man. 50-yarder, no problem. Right there, Fred. Go fuck yourself. But um, if you got the NFL package, man, I definitely suggest taping the uh, Arizona Cardinals. That Kyler Murray is something else. Um, just to watch. Watch him when he's young because you can't run around like that for too long at the quarterback position. And that guy is like, you know, sometimes when they need the first down, he's he's diving head first and shit. So, um I don't know. That's the fastest quarterback I've seen probably since Michael Vick. You know, I saw Michael Vick like pre getting busted with the dogs in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. Um, The most electrifying football player I ever saw live. Um, I mean, every time he was, if he even thought about running, the entire fucking stadium stood up. Um. Although I did see, I saw Randy Moss when he was on the Vikings. I saw him at the Hubert Humphrey uh, Metrodome. Um, that was a good one, too. I've seen a few, but I, I would have to say Michael Vick, just because he had the ball every offensive play. It was in his hands, and you had no idea what the guy was going to do. Um, anyway, so that is it. Um, so there you go, liberals. All right, just just ask people on the right nicely. Ask them to comply. You got to understand, these are people that fix their own shit. These are people, there's a reason they live out there. They don't want to be fucked with. So don't ram your shit down their goddamn throats. Okay? Just because you live here doesn't mean you're smarter than them and vice versa. And there's a lot of great things about living in the middle of nowhere. You can go out on your porch Sit there completely naked looking at the fucking stars. You live in the city. You got to have your clothes on. You're going to get arrested. And then you can't see the stars because of the glow of the city. You know, and I think that's one to grow on. All right, that's it. Everybody, go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. And I will check in on you on Monday. Who? Do, wait, who? Do, I mean, I'll, I'll see you on Monday. Who do the Patriots have this week after a big victory? Oh, I didn't even talk about that, huh? Up against the fucking Jets, man. How different a team. Yeah, are the New York Jets with Joe Flacco. The guy's only got a Super Bowl ring. He's sitting behind this Sam Darnold who puts the darn in Darnold, right? They drafted him in 2018, gave him a bunch of guaranteed money so they fucking keep that kid in there. And all of a sudden, Joe Flacco comes in, starts picking apart our tattered defense. And I got to tell you, man, it was great seeing Cam Newton lead us back to a victory and not have to run and jeopardize hurting himself. Um... What's his face? Who's, who's a big risk? He had a career day for us. I just went blank on his name. It's the same name as a fucking uh, um, law firm there. Jacoby Meyer, right? Jacoby Meyer, that's right. Jacoby Meyer. He had a big day. Um, so there's some positives there. You know, we fucking right in that game with the Buffalo Bills. I don't think we're as bad as people think that we are. And I think it's... Um, when a Belichick's, I, I just, you know, it's what he's doing with what he has. Okay. I would like to see all of these other fucking, I don't know. There's that fucking dumb shit. Rex Ryan said, fucking jealous guy. Just a fucking jealous guy. It just bugs me. All right. Can't, can't. What, what, how about they're both great? How about that? 
Um, all right, that's it. That's the podcast. I had to get that out. Enjoy the music. And now there's going to be a bonus episode of the Monday morning, of Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a couple of years ago. Put in there the music and the episode are both picked out by the great Andrew Themelis. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later. It's easy sometimes when you just coast along. But like it or not, something always seems to go wrong. Sometimes people build you up just so they can knock you down. Sometimes they will have you there because they need someone around. Perhaps you'll receive invitations for tea Or perhaps you'll laugh and you'll make them all smile Or maybe you'll join them, cause it had to be Perhaps you'll forget that you forgot for a while Birds of a feather are flocking outside Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, November 12th. Um, old Billy Freckleface is off the road for the first time in a while. First time in a while. And I have to tell you, I, I don't know what to do with myself. It's phenomenal. I wake up in my own bed, you know, although I do feel estranged from the lovely Nia. You know, we haven't seen much of each other. I'm just kidding. That word is never used. It's always used when um, a couple breaks up, estranged, you know, like you're never estranged from a family pet, right? Do they ever say that on the news? Mel Gibson and his estranged Dalmatian were seen trying to reconcile. Um, You don't, do you? You know, Bill, you could always just look words up and just figure out what they mean rather than just trying to figure them out how people use them. Do you realize how many words there are in the English language that um, I know how to use them, but I could not give you a definition? I just keep hearing people say them, you know, like when you listen to some dude from the fucking hood back in the day. First time you heard that's dope and you're like, that's dope. He's a dope. I've heard that. Is he saying it's stupid? I, you know, and then you just gradually figure, oh, it means something good. Why do they do that? Why do they make it mean a, the exact opposite? Why is, is this some sort of passive aggressive way to frustrate white people because of all the bullshit we've done to them? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. And you go back up to your white friends. <laughs> Where the words make sense to you, you know? Um, anyways, this is the Monday morning podcast. Where the fuck did my dog go? Cleo. Cleo. There you are. I thought you start, I thought you figured out how to open a door. That would be a problem. Now that I've called you and you think I'm going to give you attention, beat it. All right. Thanks for the kiss. Okay. Anyways, this is the Monday morning podcast. If I haven't said it 87 fucking times yet. Um, as promised last week, I said, you know what? I'm going to do Ari Shafir's skeptic tank. And you know what? I'm a man of my word, even though I still can't pronounce that skeptic tank. Um, I did it at the comedy store. It was great. We did it right out there on the patio. And, uh, there's a bunch of tour buses keep coming up. So we keep getting interrupted by the public. And I got to tell you, like nine tour buses came up full of tourists 
Not one of them recognized me. And I'm going to tell you, it bruised my ego. You know? I know that's funny, but I'm dead serious. I was I wanted that moment. To be, hey, Bill, hey, that's that guy from the thing. I really like what you do. I wanted that to happen. I'm not ashamed of that. Why the fuck do you think I got in this business? Why do you think I get on the goddamn stage and dance like a fucking monkey every night? Hmm? Because I want to improve your day? No, it's all about me. All about me and my credits. Um, anyways, what a week. Huh, people? What a week of fucking stress. My apologies to everybody out there in the red states. I know you wanted, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Mitt Romney, his real name. Willard. Willard Mitt Romney. Starting at Powered Forward. From some white land you never heard of. Number 26. Willard Mitt Romney. Um... You know, I actually saw something with uh, Lord of the Rings. I actually watched a little bit of that shit. I watched it for, I think, about 20 seconds. It was the white-haired dude with the guy who looks like Ricky Schroeder. If Ricky Schroeder got fucked by Spock. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Sorry, I like that one. Um and they was standing there, and of course there's some broad there who like you're supposed to respect, but for for no fucking reason at all, she's showing way too much skin. You know, just everybody in like Middle Earth, in like in the future, and in the past, they all have fucking bikinis on with like a sword or some sort of knife. When can that era be in the present? That's what they should do. That's what you bitches should be doing. When you go down to the beach with your little skimpy outfit on, you should have a nice fucking uh, Daniel Boone knife in there. And then all the fucking, the, 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 the I don't want to say players, but I don't know what else to say. The guys who know how to talk to fucking women will leave you alone because they see the knife. But there's, a pri- there's always a price to pay. You'll have a bunch of fucking nerds following you because they'll think you're, uh, f- I don't know why the word willow's coming into my head. Is that one of those references? You know, I found out the other day that Led Zeppelin was really into uh, Lord of the Rings. I didn't realize that when they were singing about all that shit. Because in the darkest depth of mortar. Is that from fucking uh, Lord of the Rings? You know, I bet it's a wonderful book. You know, it's just that you got to sit down and read all three of them. Oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Are they going to... Are they going to get up to the surface or are they going to go down towards the, the heated core of the earth, middle earth? And what, there's a fucking sun down there? That doesn't a nerd realize? Even nerds should know that, right? Anyway, so I'm watching this shit for like 20 seconds. I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot here. I'm going to try. You know, or at the very least, get a couple more references for my podcast. And I'm sitting there, right? And the old, the Obi-Wan Kenobi looking guy talking to uh, Ricky Schroeder who got fucked by Spock. And the lady with her fucking bikini and her knife. I don't know if she had that. I'm probably thinking of Princess Leia when she was next to that fat fucking toad when Boba Fett got killed, right? And um, all of a sudden this white horse comes in. All white horse comes in. And, uh, and the Ricky Schroeder who got fucked by Spock is like, I don't know what he said. 
what if is up with that if I don't know what he said. And the fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi guy goes, oh, that's so and so the Lord of all horses. <laughs> it was how do you watch past that line? Is that really the Lord of all horses, you fucking senile old coot? What the fuck is wrong with you? And not to mention, subtly racist. Why is the Lord of all horses as white as fucking chalk, huh? Coming up with good hair, mane just flowing. How come, how come it couldn't have been like one of those Arabian horses? You know, jet black with the sun shining off the side. Seeing all the muscles. You know, there you hear it here first. I think that the fucking, I think it's a little racist. Why isn't all white horse the Lord of all horses? Is that racist to do that? Are other horses and like ponies, you know, horses and ponies would never get along. Black horses would be making fun of the ponies. Oh, this little motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, anyways, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just thought it was ridiculous. The Lord of all horses. And you're sitting there eating your popcorn and your fucking Reese's Pieces just eating that shit up. You know? I saw a couple. I actually saw a couple. I went out and I saw. I go. I saw that. And um, I liked it. But it was funny when Ben Affleck, they say, what's your name? And he goes, my name is Tony Mendez. <laughs> I remember thinking in my head going, Mendez. I think that's a Latino name. I know it's not a white name. I know I've never met anybody. I never met a white guy. Hey, what's your name? Uh, Larry. Larry what? Rodriguez? Larry Mendez? It's not. You know, it's not like one of those crossover names. So in the end of the movie, spoiler alert, they had, this is just shit in the credits. They just have, uh, you know, they have a picture of everybody, you know, each cast, because this was a true story. So each cast member is, um, you know, I should talk to this. I should talk to Nia about this. You know, what? That's, this is it. I'm, we're going to do a fucking uh, another Nia log this week. And I'm going to talk about this because they had, you know, the six actors who were fucking unreal, who played the, uh, the people trying to get out of Iran. They showed a, a close-up picture of the actor right next to a close-up picture of, like, the photo ID of the person that they were playing, and it was fucking dead on. They looked exactly like the person. And then there's, like, another minute or so of credits, and then they finally show the real Tony Mendez, and the picture is, like, a full body shot of the guy from, like, halfway across the room shaking hands with Jimmy Carter. And you're looking at the guy, and he looks like Bartolo Colon's dad. And me and Nia just started laughing our asses off. And, you know, it was, it was one of those moments, one of those Hollywood moments. And then I looked on the Internet and there was people complaining, going, what the fuck? You know, how come you couldn't get a Latin actor to do it? And all that shit, you know. And this is what I got to say about that. I definitely think it's fucked up. Why don't I just say what I had to say about, say about that, like. Like what, I was just going to present all this shit and then move on? All right. I don't know how to say my points without having some sort of intro. And now, here is what I think about that. 
I think it's fucked up because it was a real dude. And he's a hero. He did some unreal shit. So because it's a real dude who did some real heroic shit, you should have a Latin dude play the guy so everybody knows that that win is in their column. You know, that's one for Latinos. You know, so the next time you get into a barroom argument, you know, well, do we invented the airplane? And then the Latin guy could be like, yeah, well, we're the ones who got those six motherfuckers on the plane and got them into Canada. Right? And all of your shit, both sides, you're in a bar, so none of you read. It's all based on the movies. But now, it's going to cause a fight in a bar because someone's going, no, you didn't. It was a white guy. <laughs> the guy's going, no. It was fucking Tony Mendez, essay. He's going, fuck you. Then why was it played by Ben Affleck? And then there's going to be a big fight. But on the other side, is if you got a fucking million dollars and you, you need the movie to sell, what do you do? I still think they should have. They, they should have gone. They should have got Louise Guzman. Oh, Jesus. Louise Guzman is Tony Mendez. I don't fucking know. You know what? That's one of the ones I got to talk to Nia about that shit. But it's, it's a good movie. You should definitely go see it. But I got to tell you, that was inadvertently fucking hilarious. Um. Like, me and Nia walked out and started joking about it. And by the time we got out of the movie theater, we were crying, laughing. And everybody was looking at us like we were out of our minds. We went to this, one of those, we went to one of those fucking malls. I hate going to them. You know those new malls that they make where they try to make it look like this little city where there's no crime and everybody gets along? You know, I don't just mean like a mall. We got, you know, the big anchor stores and then they put a fucking bunch of shit in the middle of it i mean where it's like outside and they have like a trolley and a water fountain and they're playing like big band music you know like that 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 frank sinatra music and tony bennett music that makes you feel successful even if you're failing you know you're just walking around just buying a bunch of shit you don't even fucking need you know but it all feels right because tony bennett's in the background if i ruled the world Every day would be the first day of spring. And you're fucking walking in and out of like lucky jeans. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're building the big fucking house for the fake guy to sit in there and for you to put your fucking kid on his lap, right? Or maybe the talking bunny that time of year. There's a big fountain and it fucking shoots off water, right? To the music. You know what I mean? There's everything other than like animals that don't get along with each other playing. You know, like they always did that in like the fucking Disney movies. They start rolling around each other, you know, doing somersaults with leaves and butterflies. And everybody was like giggling and laughing, just having a great fucking time. Like that's what nature is. You know? It isn't. It's like one of those fucking prison shows. Lockdown. Somebody's getting shanked. Somebody's getting killed every fucking day out there. You ever wonder that? Why don't they ever, po- why don't, why don't they ever post the murder rates out in the woods? You know why? Because they'd be off the charts and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. That's why there's no mayor in the woods. You know? You can't help it. You just let the, that 
you just let people sort it out. That right there, you look at the fucking, not the woods, the wilderness. All right, let's take it up a notch, the woods. That's like high school level football. This is the pros. All right, that's how it goes. You got the woods, a wooded area, right? Then you have like a, a, a parcel of land. That's like the college level, Division One, And then the wilderness, that's the fucking pros. You know? There's no society. There's no fucking rules. Anybody can blow anybody away. That's how that works. There's no trials. You know? Like that shit all those people went through out there in Jersey and still going through with that fucking hurricane. That fucking New Jersey became the wilderness. You know, a couple of days, everybody's nice. Hey, I, I like your gas can. <laughs> Is yours empty too? <laughs> right? Fucking three days in, four days in, forget it. Everybody starts getting that coyote look in their eye. It's over. Fucking over. You know, I swear to God, I sat here in my house watching some of that shit, thinking, what the fuck am I going to do when inevitably some giant earthquake out here in Los Angeles hits and we're just up to our fucking armpits, what am I going to do? You know, I started thinking about all the people who came to my door during Halloween. You know, and they got their little masks on and stuff. They're all giggly and happy and that type of shit. And they got their parents kind of in the background, you know. You know what I realized? Those fuckers are coming back. This time they're wearing masks for a different reason. <laughs> And they ain't coming for the candy, motherfucker. Um, no, seriously, what the fuck am I going to do? So I started watching that show, you know, that the, those people who are, are prepping for doomsday. And you're supposed to watch that show and I guess laugh at these people on some level. And I had to shut it off after 15 minutes. And I was just like, this guy is right. This guy is smart. What he's doing is smart. It's smart to prepare for doomsday, not even doomsday, just for something fucked up to happen because there's too many people. And uh, I think it's dumb to basically just be fucking sitting here and your, your, your whole game plan is um, I'm all good if it's all good. Hey, what, what if chaos happens? Well, then I guess I'm fucked. That's what I've learned. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching these guys and they're, they're building these these things in the ground. And, uh, you know, where they can stick food and all this type of shit or survive stuff and all that. And I, I don't have the space for that. I can't do it. So all I can do is go out and I'm going to get two guns. One for those fucking cunts coming up the walk and then my safety, my backup gun. The one when all hope is lost and I eat that last Fruit Loop, I just put it to my head. <laughs> you know, I would be ready. There's no, you know, I'm too fucking old to learn Green Beret, Jiu Jitsu, how to grow fucking plants. And I'm just, I'm just too fucking old. I'm too set in my goddamn ways. All right. I like, I like, you know. I'm one of those guys. I don't wait for the sales. You know what I mean? That's my mentality. I need a coat. I just go out and I go fucking buy one. All right? I'm going quick here. I, I'm getting a gun. I'm shooting at people who are coming at me. And when I get down to my last bullet, 
I'm a fucking idiot. Why don't I just have one gun? Save some extra money. Just have one gun. You get down to the last because I'll fuck it up. That's why. Click, 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 click. And then I have nothing left. And then when the zombies are coming in, what am I going to do? Just start smashing myself in the head with it? Oh, this podcast. It's always so uplifting, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> so anyways, <laughs> and with that, let's do a little advertising here on the, uh, the Monday morning podcast. What the fuck is it? Um, all right. Here we go. Stamps.com, everybody. All right, some small companies think some small companies think that leasing leasing a postage meter is how business gets po- what is how business get postage for their letters and packages. Oh, businesses! Why don't I just wing this? Because when I try and read the copy, it makes them sound dumb. They wrote that sentence correctly, by the way. It said some small companies that think leasing a postage meter is how businesses get postage for their letters and packages. That isn't how they do it, but they don't realize that there's a better way. Stamps.com, everybody. You don't want to go to the post office anymore? Stamps.com is the way to go. Unlike a postage meter, Stamps.com has no hidden fees like meter ink charges or reset fees. No long-term contracts, no extra hardware to buy or lease. Stamps.com can save you up to 80% compared to a postage meter. Plus, with Stamps.com, you can do more than you can with the meter uh, you can use your existing address books, send tracking information to receipts with, with the click of a button. The choice is clear. Stamps.com offers more features at a fraction of the cost. I use Stamps.com to send out all my DVDs when I go out on the road. It's easy, and if I can figure it out, so can you. So just use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for my special offer, no risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer, includes a digital scale, and up to $55 free postage. Um, don't wait. Go to Stamps.com now. Stamps.com now. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr, B-U-R-R. There you go. There you go. Did you guys watch sports this weekend? Or were you reading about the Lord, the Lord of all horses? Um, whiter than an albino. Would you get an all-white horse? First of all, it wouldn't be all-white. It would smell like fucking shit after a while. It just, it'd be like having a, a white coat. You know, you can't, you can't lean up against anything. You know? You know, P. Diddy always has those all-white parties, but what they never do is they never show the, the, the patrons at the end of the night, you know, with their fucking red wine spills all over them. And God knows what other fucking heathenistic shit happens on those parties. Um, does he still have those, or did I just make a fucking reference to something from 10 years ago? Um, anyways, you guys watch the, you watch the election. I didn't watch any of it. And I was actually terrified of the, of the results. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like either one of those guys. And each one of them had some shit that I was afraid if they got elected was going to happen. Um, I line up with a lot of Republican shit. Surprise, surprise. But, uh, I can't, you know, if they would just drop that. And if somebody's a witch, we should be allowed to stone them. You know? Those guys really got a fucking, you know, and being gay is a choice like that shit. It's just in the world's flat and then the, the sun goes around the earth like that shit. It's I mean, how many votes does that, how many votes would they fucking lose if they dropped those Jesus freak psychos? You know, 
It's one of those things where sometimes it's almost like rebuilding a team where sometimes you just got to take a step backwards. You just got to get rid of that old guy, you know, and move in, move in with some new shit and just, just wait for, patiently for that person to start to learn the game. You know, I don't fucking know. I don't know, because at the end of the day, whether you elect the Democratic guy or the Republican guy, those fucking cunts are still going to saw the tops off of the mountains. You know, they're going to still dump shit in the ocean. The, 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 the banks are still going to do what they do. You know, I talked to a guy yesterday who used to work for Goldman Sachs as a waiter. I'm like, what do you mean as a fucking waiter? He used to work at the top floor. This is how bankers are living. He said up at the top floor. These guys, they had the best china, the best silverware, these bankers every day for fucking lunch. And they would just have these insane meals. And on the walls, they had like Rembrandts just for their own enjoyment. And this is the great thing. That's all our money that we go down there and give to those cunts. Banking is it's the most evil fucking thing, I think, on the planet. Due to my limited knowledge and how some guy just told me he was a waiter at Goldman Sachs and he seemed to have all the details, I took everything that he had to say at 100% face value. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, I don't fucking, yeah, you know something, the amount of times I open my mouth and by the time I realize what I'm talking about, I'm just so far over my head. It's ridiculous. Let's get back into my wheelhouse. Did you guys watch any football yesterday? You watched the football? Hey, how about how about Texas A&M beating Alabama? Huh? I was a week early. Alabama! The dream is over! Oh, the dream ends tonight. The dream ends tonight. And you know why? You're probably sitting there. Has anybody seen this kid, uh, Johnny uh, Manziel? Huh? Johnny Football, is they're calling him? This fucking guy's unreal. He's running around like Mike Vick, and, he's, and he can throw the ball on the run. He can stay in the pocket. The kid's a freshman. I hope he doesn't get hurt the way he's running around like he does. He's going to get killed in the NFL if he tries to do that, but he's only a freshman, and it seems like he can stand in the pocket. Granted, I have not watched one fucking game um, that he's played. I've just watched his highlight reel, which is the YouTube video of the week. Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel. I hope I'm saying his name right. No disrespect. Um, his highlights, you got to watch this guy. And uh, if you don't watch college football and you want to jump in some point, this would be a great guy to watch um, as you, you watch him through his career. Hopefully he'll play at least three years. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's probably going to bail after his junior year, right? Sophomore, junior. Isn't that what the kids do nowadays? Um, and they lost. And I was too busy freaking out. I was actually, you know what I was actually doing? I was trying to do some uh, boyfriend-girlfriend shit here because I'd been on the road so much. So on Saturday, Saturday, they say in Boston, come on over on Saturday. Friday or Saturday. Um, what the hell did we do? We went out to this Asian cuisine place. Because she's freaking out because they had these ramen noodles and not the broken, broke, broke ass shit. Like the real, the real shit, you know, from like behind the wall of China, I believe is where they come from. I don't fucking know. And uh, I go there. I'm not a big noodles guy. You know what I mean? I don't like slurping that soup with all those fucking noodles. I always, I just, you know, if it's raining out, you know, I'm kind of a soup guy, I guess. 
I, I just I just don't like it. But she wants to go. I want to go. I want to try to hurt that guy. So, all right, let's go. So we went there. It was actually, it was decent. You know, I got pork in mine. You should have seen this slab of pork. I swear to God, if I ever have a heart attack, instead of my life flashing before my eyes, it's going to be that piece of pork going. That's what it was. And then I'm going to fucking land face down in my SpaghettiOs like that fat fucking seven. Right? Um, so we did that. And then we went over and we saw Argo. And, uh, and I figured, you know, I figured I was done for the night, for the day. I figured I was done. And then she mentions to me that, uh, you know, somebody she know is having a, uh, a housewarming party. Do you want to go to that? And I was like, no, no, I don't. I have no desire. Why would I want to go there? And then I just saw the look on her face and I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll go. And, uh, I went down there. I actually had a great time. Actually had a great fucking time. But, it's you know, when you go to a housewarming party, though, you know, it just, I don't know. You fucking go there and you're like, oh, wow, they have one of those. We should get one of those. Honey, how come we don't have one of those? And it, it ends up just costing you money. You know? So I would recommend, because the place we went, they had a really nice house. If you agree as a guy to go to a housewarming party, only go if you know your house is better. Because if you don't, your girl's going to see some shit or you're going to see some shit. You're going to want it. And next thing you know, you're going to fucking you're going to you're going to want to buy it. You know. I don't know. Somebody already gave me shit, came into my house, was just like, dude, when are you going to like officially move into your house? I'm like, I am in my house. You know, and he kind of made a couple more fucking comments. And uh, I don't know. I guess what you're supposed to buy the house and rather than pay down the mortgage, you're supposed to buy a bunch of shiny shit like every other fucking cunt on the block. You know? Yeah. I don't have a... I sort of have a dining room table. And yes, we don't have any chairs yet. All right? I'll buy the, I'll buy the fucking chairs when 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 I got the, 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 the principle down to a point where I can fucking relax at night. That's how I do it. I get the fucking house. I keep my air mattress or whatever the fuck I buy, and I just pay the thing off. And then once I pay it off, then you buy the chairs. Then, ooh, we want another TV. Then you get the other fucking TV. These fucking assholes lighting up their credit cards and paying all the fucking interest. Yeah, yeah. They're, at the to- they're at the top of the building with the finest china, with Rembrandts on the wall. And you know why that is? You know why that is? I don't even. I don't know. I don't even know why it is. I had to say, you know why that is twice because I actually don't even know why it is. Okay, but I'm going to try and buy as few paintings on that fucking wall as humanly possible. I'm going to pay these cunts back. You think I'm fucking sitting here on the hook for thirty goddamn years? You're crazy. All right, and if I have to have a dining room table with no fucking chairs, if that's the price I have to pay. Well, then goddamn it, I'm doing it. All right, that's what I say. And you can go fuck yourself if you don't like it. You know, you want to come over for Thanksgiving? Come on over. All right, wear some comfy shoes because you're going to be standing up with paper plates. All right, and when you give me that look, I'll fucking break out my mortgage. <laughs> and I'll fucking put it right in your face and show you how, how, what percentage I owe. How I'm knocking it down. How I'm giving it a fucking liver punch every month. That's what I'm doing. All right. Anyways, I'm just fucking with you guys. Um, 
I'm not, actually. The anger's bullshit. But the philosophy. The philosophy's intact. Um, anyways, how about those New England Patriots, huh? Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. I swear to God, if it wasn't, if we didn't get 3,000 yards in penalties in favor of us, um, I, I, I'm going to say, you know. But you know something? The Bills didn't deserve to win that game anyways. It's like they almost have like a fear of winning. Every time they were going to win, oh, my God, we're going to score a touchdown. Let's drop the ball on the one-yard line. Hey, we're down by six. If we score a touchdown here, we'll actually win the game. Ah, throw it to the other guy. I swear to God, this is, uh, you know, this Patriots team right now is like basically what I've been watching for the last four years, where our record is way better than our team. Like we have to score 35 to 38 points a game just for me to feel comfortable as a fan. And then we let up like, you know, anywhere from like 24 to 31, 33 points. But at the end of the year, somehow we're 11 and 5, 12 and 4. And 17-point favorites in the playoffs. And then when we lose, people are like, an absolutely shocking result. It's like, really? What numbers are you looking at? What games are you, what games are you watching? Um, I actually think our, our – I like our front four. And I don't mind our linebackers, but our secondary is uh, – as my mom would say, leaves something to be desired. Jesus Christ. They make every fucking quarterback who comes in look like Joe Montana. We don't have one lights-out guy. Like, even if the rules of coverage were, the, were uh, the way they were before Peyton Manning and the Colts complained and spearheaded this movement now where if you even – I mean, how, how bad was, were some of those pass interference calls last week? Oh, this past week, I should say. That first one they called on the Bills, they basically gave the Patriots a touchdown. The second one, I guess you could say was pass interference because he just impeded the guy as he was trying to cut across the end zone. But even that one back in the day was kind of iffy. And uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I didn't like when we tackled their quarterback. And it, evidently it was our fault that he was so short. That when our linebackers stood up, they went face mask to face mask. You know when that, that fucking Fitzpatrick, that look of anger he had on his face. Like, he can't believe he just tackled me. Throw the flag. You know, the whole Brady rule. You know, I love, I love how fucking dumb football fans are too. Where they, they actually blame Tom Brady for that one. That, that's the NFL. Okay? Brady and his Uggs makes the NFL a ton of fucking money. And, it, and they lose a bunch of money if he's on the sideline, okay? So that's basically straight across the board. It wasn't good for the NFL last year when Peyton Manning was out. It's not good when Brady's out. It's not good when Drew Brees, um, Aaron Rodgers, any of these guys are out. So they're completely overprotecting them, all right? But it took Tom Brady, Captain America, to go down for them to realize it. That's basically what it was. That was the straw that broke the camel back. And if you cunts want to blame him, huh? Well, you go ahead and blame him. But I know the real. It's a money. It's a money decision. That's what it is. The whole fucking thing is all about, you know, what, what are people who are casual fans of the NFL like? They like offense. They like scoring. Every fucking rule. All right, I'm a broken record. You know what I'm saying. It's just another Sunday of just like, I literally at this point when I watch a game, even if, if it's my team has the ball, 
if I see a flag during a pass play, I just immediately go, ah, that's fucking bullshit. And people laugh. They go, you haven't even seen it yet. It's like, I don't need to see it. 80% of them are complete horseshit. You see what he did there? He, he was covering the receiver. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. He, he reached, he, his fingernail brushed the sleeve of the wide receiver right there. You can't do that after two and a half yards. Um, I had a fucking panic attack. The Lakers fired their coach, Mike Brown, and I loved Mike Brown. I loved everything that he was doing for the Lakers. <laughs> I loved it. You guys all know I hate the Lakers. I totally respect Kobe Bryant. I respect the Showtime Lakers. I actually love all those players now, now that they're retired and everything, and I watch the highlight. I just, you know, I can now just sit back and be like, man, those guys, because they could really play the game. And I love all the Laker fans that were there back in the day at the Forum. All right? But this new shit, it's a different kind of hate. Like, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I hated the Lakers back in the day. But um, I hated the team. And it was the same, basically the same team every year after year. For the most part, that core group of guys was the same group of guys. But this, this fucking shit now, you know, with everybody just piling on. Like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard blew up that team out there in Orlando. The guy was a fucking cancer. He drove his fucking coach out of town. They faced the Lakers in the finals. He's posting up against, like, fucking uh, Pau Gasol. Or was it Bynum? I don't fucking know. But, you know, all of those guys should have been in foul trouble with how big the, a body he was. And he didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. So now what does he do? He joins the fucking Lakers. He's dancing with Ellen. And everybody's acting like this guy's this fucking savior. Right? So they come in there. They're not winning shit. Blame it on Mike Brown. He gets fucking bounced out, which he should have. They should have fired him after last year. They should have fired him that time when Kobe walked back to the bench and went to high-five him, and Kobe completely blew him off. Right there, he's lost the team. But you never know with Kobe. You know what I mean? You know, that guy, he's always fucking. But I respect what he does. He just wants to fucking win. If you suck, he doesn't try and hide it. He will embarrass you on TV. And I guess he's, he's earned the fucking right to do that, okay? I'm being pretty even-handed here for a Celtics fan. You got, you got to give me that, all right? All right, that person with the Laker flag flapping in the wind as you drive down the street. Um, so anyways, they fire Mike Brown, and then I hear that they're talking to fucking Phil Jackson. And I, I can't even tell you how fucking depressed I was when I heard that Phil Jackson, Jack, Jackson, Jackson, would possibly be coming back to the Lakers. I, it, was, it was the same hopeless feeling I have when I watch baseball, where it's the fact that there's no salary cap in baseball, like hoping that the Yankees are going to suck. It's just never going to happen again. They got too much fucking money. Although the Red Sox have demonstrated that you can spend $180 million and still suck um, and come in last place, which I believe we did. But... And I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, the fucking NBA has, has a salary cap. They don't have a hard cap. They have a salary cap. This is the salary cap. But you can go beyond it. And if you have enough fucking money, you can fucking, uh, you know, 
you can grease some palms and we'll allow you to put together these juggernaut fucking horseshit bullshit fucking championship teams. Or I should say a uh, new breed of championship teams. All right. Like, I don't think. A lot of these championship teams, like I, I, it just kills me that these guys. Just pile on now and then you get your ring, which is fine, because I guess that's the way it's done nowadays. But the fact that you then put on ESPN and they start bringing up guys like Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, you know, all these fucking greats who stuck with their team, you know, and a lot of them didn't get their fucking rings. You, you, you earned a ring back in the day. That's all I'm saying. This shit now, it, this is like the timeout generation type shit. You know, where everybody gets a fucking ribbon. So I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, they're going to get Phil Jackson. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to get <laughs> they're going to get Phil Jackson and Dwight Howard, who blew up a fucking team, choked in the finals, got his coach fucking fired, is now going to get a ring. And those fucking cunts on ESPN are going, where does this put him? They're going to in the lineage of great Lakers setters. Kareem, they would actually mention him in the same breath as Kareem and Shaq. You know, Wilt fucking Chamberlain. Eh, it just it drives me nuts. Do you realize the Lakers have never had a fucking great center that was theirs? Do you understand that, that they have been buying centers around the league like Paris Hilton getting shoes their entire fucking lives? None of their great centers were their guys. Wilt Chamberlain, you know. He played on like every fucking team. Evidently, he was a piece of work. Um, I think what he did was he fucked every chick in the city. And when he was done, he switched teams. <laughs> so um, Kareem, they got from the Bucks. Shaq, they got from Orlando. And obviously, uh, Dwight Howard, they get from fucking Orlando. And it's just it's like watching a fucking rich kid, you know, whatever, you know. Oh, I just cracked up my Corvette. You know, you're like, oh, good. Now he's got to take the bus. And no. Daddy and mommy buy him a new one and he drives, you know, drives to school with it the next fucking day. So I'm, I'm psyched that Phil Jackson didn't come back. It just kills me that like that, that, that franchise is so fucking insane that they, they have Phil Jackson on speed dial to come in whenever they have a fucking problem like Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. He's like the cleaner. Like he's just going to come in. Oh, my God, we lost four games in a row. Call up Phil Jackson. It's like, well, I'm sitting there going, well, why the fuck don't the Celtics call? Well, we got, you know, we have a coach. I'm just saying. I don't fucking know. Um, I am happy that Celtics got a little bit younger. But um, this is going to kill me when the Lakers pass the Celtics in championships. Because they're going to do it. Because uh, they uh, people just want to why, why wouldn't you want to play out here? Beautiful weather. Fuck celebrities. Dance with Ellen. You know? How the fuck are the Celtics going to compete with that? Ah, it's cold eight months of the year, and then it gets unbearably hot. No celebrities, and uh, yeah, we got good lobster. <laughs> lobster. Um, I don't know. I don't fucking know. And I swear to God, if one more fucking Laker fan brings up the fucking, you know, Celtics championship with the big three. And it's like, well, you guys did. I, I realize we did it. And I've said it a zillion times. We bought a championship that year. All right? It didn't feel the same as when we won in the fucking 80s. All right? 
But you guys are doing this shit year in and fucking year out. It's just just racking up these fucking championships, going around the league, picking up free agents like you're some fat fuck at a salad bar. You know? It just kills me. It fucking kills me that this is how you're going to do it. What can we do in Boston to compete with fucking L.A.? You know what I would do? This is what I Who's kidding who? The, the basket, basketball is like, what, like 90% African-American? All right, so right there, you have to somehow make Boston a city that an African-American is going to want to live in. All right? And uh, if you want to, uh, like, we don't, we don't get good ratings with that crowd. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, African-Americans do not have any interest to go to Boston to check out the Freedom Trail or Paul Revere's house, considering the stories that they've heard about that city. You know, it's funny that Boston gets such a bad reputation for being racist where, you know, like as opposed to what L.A. with their great racial uh, harmony that they have out here. Every time the Lakers win a championship, it's like they're happy for five minutes before they start trying to, like, kill police officers, tipping over (laughs) fucking cruisers and all that type of shit. You know, the last unbelievable race riot in this fucking country was here. The filthiness of the LAPD and all that fucking bullshit, you know, allegedly killed Biggie, had fucking gang members in there. I mean, I don't fucking know. But for some reason, I know the fucking reason, but I'm just saying we that's is still hanging around our fucking neck like an albatross. The average black person, if you say Boston, what's the first thing you know about it? They say it's 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 a racist city. That's basically what they're here. So that's what the fuck we're working on in this new era of going out and buying championships. You notice LeBron didn't even swing by where the fuck we were at, you know? Um, so this is what I would do. As far as the black people I know, you know, if you start talking conspiracy, conspiracy theory, they're, they're on board. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So what I would do is I would basically, I would make the zeitgeist of Los Angeles. I would show them that film and then and then take them on the Freedom Trail. I would just show L.A. falling into the ocean after some epic fucking, uh, uh, you know, that big earthquake that's supposed to come, you know. And then the footage that I would use to show, like, how it's on fire and all that type of shit would be the Rodney King riots. And um, and then to ease all this type of shit, I would be playing that song that I love L.A. I love L.A. And then you cut to Rodney King getting the shit kicked out of him. You know what I mean? And all the awful cops. And I would just show every fucking bad shit about him. And then I'd have a scientist come in, talk about how many people are out there versus how much actual water is being piped into this fucking city. I'd show video footage of how the Colorado River does not reach the ocean anymore. And, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I would make a Hollywood movie to trash Hollywood. And then I, and then I would just show them like Lake Winnipesaukee up in, uh, <laughs> up in New Hampshire. I would just, let's just say, listen, the dollar's about ready to crash. 
We've taken out too much debt. You know, you want to be where the trees are, where the fresh water is. We'll build you your own fallout shelter with a full court, full NBA court uh, uh, inside of it. And whatever your favorite junk food is, uh, we'll fucking have like 20 refrigerators looking like MTV cribs. You know, you'll be able to ride out any storm and then you come out and we start the league again with 80% less people living in this country after the fallout, right? Does that sound like a plan? If anybody from the Celtics organization is listening, I am available. Um, all right, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the, uh, the, this is going to be a long podcast this week because I'm already 47 minutes in and I'm just getting to the, uh, the stories and the questions here. All right, uh, alcohol hiccups. Last week I mentioned that I had uh, almost terminal hiccups after the LSU game and just basically I'm surprised I didn't get gout the way I what I did to my body last weekend. Um, anyways, so this guy says here, hey, Bill, sorry to hear about the hiccups at the LSU game. Those special ones that don't go away are the worst. I've suffered from bad acid reflux since I was in college and I'm 35 now. So I've tried about every remedy out there and I've learned a lot about it. Uh, the hiccups you get when you're drunk and have been eating all day are extra horrible because they do not go away no matter what you do. I've had nights, I've had nights out ruined by this. Yeah, you can't hit on some chick if you got the fucking hiccups. Um, he said, I had nights ruined by this until I finally figured it out. I doubt you'll see this advice on any website. Most people who never experience this will tell you to take something for it or do something that would cure regular everyday hiccups. It won't work. The last thing you need to do to a stomach that's full and that's screwed up is add something else to it. Yeah, because that's what I was doing. I was trying to hold my nose and drink water. Um, he says, if you ever get hiccups like that, if it happens again, find an out-of-the-way place uh, or, or not. Take your finger and gently touch your tonsils until you puke. You need to get that evil out of you. It's the only way. As long as you don't drink too much more after that. I'm supposed to keep drinking after that? I'm supposed to run behind a dumpster like a fucking bulimic and then keep drinking? All right. I'm going to be open-minded here. Uh, he goes, your hiccups will be gone, and you can go on with your night, shouting at college kids or whatever you feel like doing. Um, all right. I'm sure that that does work. Because I guess you're getting all the fucking uh, shit out of your stomach that, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. But the fact that you would then, you're like, get that evil out of your stomach so then you can put more evil into it. That's like getting out of a bad relationship and then going out and dating another psycho. You know? Do you know when I actually, when I, I got rid of the hiccups is what I did was I came home and I just started eating right. And I stopped putting evil in my stomach and I was fine. But, um. I would, I would probably say what you want to do is, yeah, stop eating. And then the next time you get hungry, I would have like a salad, maybe some lemon water, something really easy on the stomach. And I would think that they would go away naturally. But I guess if you're in a pinch, I, I, and I don't want ever, I don't want to ever like promote going out and puking. And then you're basically like a, a <laughs> you're like a partying bulimic. Where a bulimic will go out and eat like fudge and cake and all that shit they're not supposed to have in a pizza and then go out and puke it up. You're doing that, I guess, with like alcohol and potato skins. Um, interesting theory. 
I'm sure it works, but I, I, I'm not willing to pay the price. But thank you for, uh, for trying to help. I'm just, I'm just going to try not to slam five Michelobes and then eat like fucking a sausage king, a burger, and, and some sort of po' boy sandwich all within like uh, two hours. I think I had some scotch in there too. I can't even remember. Oh, Jameson. Anyways, here we go. Bill from the military. Um, I have faithfully served in the military for five years now. I currently have three years left to go on my enlist- enlistment. Jesus, dude. Don't you re-up after four? So I guess that's what you did. There's no eight-year enlistment, is there? Do you start as a sergeant? Um, let me preface my dilemma by saying that I love the military. It has provided me with opportunities I would have never dreamed of. It got me out of the dead-end life that I was living in my podunk Texas town. I've been to places and experienced things that I never would have thought possible before. i made so many great friends and bonds that will last a lifetime. Now, within the past couple of years, I've come to the realization that we in the military are just pawns for these corporate scum fucks to make a buck. We go to war for money and resource control. People think that we're fighting for freedom or anybody, people that think we're fighting for freedom or anybody else's freedom either has their head up their ass or they are just uninformed. I'm sure you know this, all of this already, so I will save you the rant. There are ways I can get out of my enlistment early and maintain an honorable st- status. Now with the war drums beating for Iran like they did for Iraq almost a decade ago, do I try and get out early and risk feeling like a coward and a pussy for the rest of my life? Or do I stay in and risk dying or watching friends dies for a cause I no longer believe in? Sincerely, anonymous military member. Um, yeah, I, well, the first thing I would say is when uh, when you're presenting your opinions, all of it's great, but if you say people who don't get it um, you should just say don't have access to the information they need. When you go have their head up their ass, anybody who's just listening to this is now immediately like pulling back. Um, yeah, look, uh, I can't argue with any of that. You know, I don't think you're a coward if you don't re-up. You already fought in a war. You know what I mean? If you don't believe in it, yeah, I, I would. I would definitely get out. I mean, as far as this last thing, I mean, I was all about go get Osama bin Laden. Okay, I'm believing what you're telling me that he was behind those attacks. We need to go in there and go get that fucking guy. But I never for once believed that we were going to Iraq to try and liberate those people. You know. I mean, shit, the corporations, the government, they don't give a fuck about people who live here. Why would they give a shit about people over there? They don't give a they can give a flying fuck. I, I totally agree with that. All right. Saddam Hussein was our guy. And we didn't give a shit what he was doing as long as he was doing what we wanted him to do. And then when he didn't and he started going rogue, you know, we uh, all of a sudden we're like, hey, this bad guy that we're in business with is a bad guy. He's evil. For some reason, we didn't notice that for the first 15 fucking years we were in business with him, whatever the fuck it was, first 10 years. When did we put him in? I always get confused. Was it like in the 70s or something? Yeah, like he gassed his people and we didn't get outraged, you know, enough to do something for like another fucking eight years. I mean, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I, I, my experience that I've learned from traveling is that, that people are people, you know. We're just, uh, you know, the average person is not evil. You know, they're walking around. They, 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 wanna, they want a job. They want to be able to provide for their family and they want to find uh, true love. That's all they really want. They don't want to control other people and all that. It's just, 
it's, I don't know, what would you say, 15% of, of the population is uh, sociopaths? Is it higher than that? Those are the people. I don't know. I, it's, it's, this is too depressing a talk, topic to, to discuss. I would get out, okay? You're lucky enough to survive. You did your duty. Just if you don't believe in it anymore, you know, and who, who can fucking question you? Like, you can question me and say that I'm full of shit. I'm some fucking jackass who never went. You know, sitting here, you can definitely trash me. But if you're there and that's what you're seeing and that's what your gut is telling you, you got to act on it. That's what I would say. All right. That's what I did say. Um, Yeah, that shit's just too fucking depressing. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing like. I hate listening to rhetoric that's trying to make me afraid of other fucking people. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. That's exactly what the fuck they're saying over there. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They did this. They did that. And then everybody gets all fucking amped up, you know, and then the, this is this is completely unoriginal thought. Everybody knows this. And then the cunts who gets everybody all stirred up, they don't fucking do shit. They sit back and watch everybody. They got all stirred up and then they, they hope that their team fucking wins. Um, yeah, so I would get out. I would get out. I mean, I, I, yeah, it takes balls to get out, to say, fuck this. Don't give into that peer pressure. You're, you're, you already did it. You already did it. All right? I'm just keep saying the same thing over and over again. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Animal control officer. Mr. Burr, I'm a big fan, and I caught your show in Cincinnati uh, in October. You killed it. Thanks for the laughs. I'm an animal control officer in Kentucky, and I have been and have been for two years. The job is really getting me down lately. I have to euthanize animals. This used to not be a problem for me because I felt it was ne- a necessary evil. Jesus Christ, are these going to be the most depressing fucking emails ever? Uh, here we go. I deal with some of the lowest people on the planet. I'm starting to hate people. I would rather put down the low-life owners than the poor fucking animals that didn't get a fair shot. <laughs> wow, somebody, you know... That's fucking, that should be in a movie. Somebody just snapping in an animal shelter. Yeah, hey, hold, hold her down. Hold down spot, you know, and you get them to hold them down, and then you fucking stick it in their neck. And they have that, you know, that great confused look somebody has when they realize that they're being killed and the table's turned in movies. It's one of my favorite scenes in those movies. But wait, I made you. Um, anyways, um, I come home mentally drained. In the animal control community, they call it compassion fatigue. Oh, God. In another life, I really want to go the corporate route because I just want to be in a room when they're pitching. Like, what, what can we call this? Um, doggy DTs. No, no, that DTs, that's too much like uh, addiction. Then somebody comes up with compassion fatigue and they actually get a fucking high five. And they all go out and get a taco salad. They have a fucking idiot. Um, plus, I work for a, a micromanaging cunt. The pay is pretty good for my area of the world and I have really good benefits. My problem is I got offered a shit job making less money with less benefits. The job will require me to travel more, which is great for me. I just have a problem walking away from the cash and the benefits. I have a son, so I want to provide as best as possible for him. But I feel like I should take my happiness into consideration also. Help me out here. Uh, Walk and be happier or stay and make more money? 
Uh, thanks for the podcast. Go fuck yourself. Uh, P.S. Do you get tired of people telling you to go fuck yourself? Um, ah, no, not really. Now that you just said that, I guess it's getting a little old. Um, anyways, but then again, I say it at the end of my, every fucking one. I don't know. Where am I? What the fuck are we talking about? Um, look, I, I would walk and choose happiness. You'll be a happier dad. All a kid really fucking wants, he wants to know that he's, he's safe and that he's loved. All right? And, you know, there's a bunch of kids out there who have iPads and all that fucking crap, and their dad's never around. I swear to God. You know what the greatest thing when I was a kid was when my dad had time to go out in the backyard and throw the fucking ball around. If you just do that, I don't give a shit where you're living. You know? And we had up, up and down financial times when I was growing up. We had a house. We lost the house, moved into a duplex. You know? But I, I still had a great time. You know, I still had a fucking great time. So kids, they, 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 your kid isn't going to know that you're making less money unless you're making like fucking 700 grand a year to uh, put dogs down. And then you go to making 30 grand a year. But um, you, you, you're fine. You're fine. I would think. I would choose happiness. All right. So there you go. Once again, another question in way over my head. I was never in the military. I don't have a son. You know, so take that with a grain of salt. Anyways, wife's weird sex store purchase. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Wife's weird. Um, Dear Bill, me and my wife have been married for two months, and she has been less involved and willing to have sex. All right. Right there. And she got a weird sex store purchase. I don't even need to read the rest of this. Sir, have it annulled. Um, anyways, he goes, I thought the honeymoon phase was just ending and started to adapt. It's been two weeks since we last had sex and Friday while taking out the garbage, I found a bag to the local sex shop. Okay, that's it. I don't need to read anymore. Just get it annulled. Go your separate way. I didn't know what she bought. And since we haven't been having sex, it was a puzzler. Okay, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, this whole fucking thing, it's over. I then started snooping. Okay, that's it. While she was at work and found a dildo in the closet. I know women have them, but this one wasn't your usual dildo. Okay, that's it. Rap, nothing to see here. <laughs> Dude, this has more red flags than the, than the fucking... Opening ceremony of China at the Olympics. <laughs> okay, it wasn't your usual dildo. Jumping back in. We're losing a lot of tiles. I think we're going to burn up here in fucking re-entry. Um, it was the shape of an animal's penis. All righty. See you later there, lady. It was a fun two months. I don't even, you can keep everything. I'm just going to take my t-shirts and my shoes and a pair of pants. It was close to a foot long and weirdly shaped. Wait a minute. They don't make animal dildos. What what does an animal penis even look like? I don't even, (laughs) I've seen an elephant fuck. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Seen dogs bang. Anyways, it was close to a foot long and weirdly shaped. I have kept quiet 
but I really want to confront her, but don't know how to do it without hurting her feelings or opening a crazy can of worms. Please help, Bill. All right, dude. You know, you, you need, you need, if you're not just going to walk, you really need professional help on this one. All right. I mean, how, how, I don't know. What, what do you do? Do you take the thing out of the trash and then just leave it on the fucking coffee table? And then she walks in and just you're just pacing. Hey, honey, how was your day? And you just fucking, what, what's this? I just found this in the fucking trash. Huh? Which orifice were you shoving this in? I mean, there's no fucking way to, how, how do you even bring that up? Listen, dude, I'm going to tell you this right now. Your wife has a huge dildo. Now, your wife has a <laughs> your wife has a huge skeleton. Something there's something gigantic going on. Oh, God, I can't. Got to stop saying gigantic and huge. She's got a big secret, bigger than that fucking giraffe dildo you found in the fucking garbage. Um. You're two months in, dude, and you're already not getting – sex is already a fucking issue, all right? Now, it sounds like you really love this woman, the fact that you're actually still willing to work this out. But as an outsider with no feelings, no no heart, no broken heart on the line here, um, you know, I, I think you just got to walk. I get, no, you know what? I, I what would I say? I would just say I'm literally sitting here right now, guys, and I'm, I'm I'm rubbing my eyes. You know when you do that with one hand, you know that move. I'm doing that right now, trying to think of how to fucking how do I bring this up? I would take the fucking hippo cock, <laughs> and I would I would put it in one of those uh, big brown bags if it can fit from Macy's. Whatever you got to do. Maybe like one of those, you know, when they plastic wrap like a Christmas tree. I would find one of those bags and I'd stick it in that. And I would just say, honey, I need to talk to you about something. All right. And I would sit her down. Dude, fuck this and fuck her fucking feelings. All right. See, I had to get past the shock here. All right. Just sit her down and say, listen, I'm not judging you. I'm, I, I, you know, I just need some honesty here because this is a gigantic, huge fucking gorilla dick that I found in the trash. Okay. You haven't been having sex with me. What is going on? What is just tell me what is going on? I'm not going to tell anybody about this other than this podcast. I'm not going to judge you. Just level with me. Do you? Is this why you wanted to go to the zoo the other day? No. Just you got to get it out there, dude. You got to get it out there and you have to hear her fucking story. And you have to be supportive both for her feelings and for you. For the fact that you deserve to know the fucking truth about this before you spend the rest of your life with somebody who's going to bang you once every two months while secretly wanting to fuck a tiger. Or whatever, a, a fucking grizzly bear. Dude, there's no, they don't make animal dildos. 
And I swear to God, you fucking assholes, if there is a website, don't send me the link because I'm not looking at it. I don't need that on my hard drive. I'm not looking at it. Dude, you have to set it down. Okay? And and you, you have to bring – you got to bring in that zebra dick. You, you just have, <laughs> you have to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You owe it to yourself. All right? And as much as it's going to be embarrassing for her and everything, it's going to help her out. Because I bet that there's a part of her that she she doesn't like herself, that she's sneaking around and starting to live this lie and all or, or, or whatever the fuck is going on. I don't know. I would also bring it, maybe bring it to the sex store and ask somebody what this is before like you make a complete ass of yourself. Because God knows what if it's something else. What if it's like a fucking, uh, you know, you know, like those wood things that's on an old staircase. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh. All right, on a banister. Um, all right, hey, here's a classic we're bringing back that I had to drop because I think uh, Daniel Tosh already did uh, uh, Is It Racist thing, but this falls under the category of Is It Racist? Racist, 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 Um All right, here's this guy. Okay, man, this shit has been bothering me for about a week and I can't let it go. I work at a national laboratory with a lot of employees, a lot, A-L-L-O-T, a lot of employees. Everyone in between, ranging from the dorky PhD scientist with no skills to the janitor and groundskeeper, two words, who's usually are either immigrants or just GED uneducated people. Anyways, I am a pretty social guy who walks, who talks to everyone and gets along with most. Uh, I've been working here for eight years and know a lot of people, A-L-L-O-T, of people here. It's A-L-O-T. Um, well, there is this janitor dude named Montez. If the name didn't give it away, he is black, and I myself are are pretty white. Okay, Montez doesn't strike me as a black guy's name, and your grammar is terrible. Uh, not shockingly Caucasian as yourself, but pretty close. Well, I thought I was kind of friends with Montez, as I would frequently bullshit with him at work throughout the years I've been working here, until just last week. <clears throat> All right, so basically, you're a scientist with this fucking bad grammar? Um, anyways, this is smoking hot young girl who that was hired about a year ago, a 21-year-old deliciously young black girl named Patricia. All right, deliciously made it creepy. Um, at my work, at my work of scientists, there are a lot of good-looking women in the building, so any good-looking chick gets noticed. So she was going to school to be a nurse, and for whatever personal reasons, she quit school. She works as a janitor. Oh, so she works as a janitor there. The deliciously young black girl. Ugh. Um, so last week, I'm bullshitting with Montez, and I'm asking him where his partner is, referring to Patricia. He asked me who. I respond, the young girl who was going to school to be a nurse. And he goes, and I don't know what possessed me, but I added in the conversation that girl, that girl shouldn't have quit school. It's stupid to just quit, as it only takes a few years to rough that shit out, and then you have a degree, and nobody can take it from you. <clears throat> Uh, this is when Montez got pissed off. He says to me, don't call my friend stupid. And he says, I'm like, what? Uh, shut the fuck up, man. She should 
oh, you're like, I'm like, what? Shut the fuck up, man. She should have finished school. Don't you agree? Otherwise, she's stuck here being a janitor with no education. And you said this to a janitor. Ah, that's a good move. Uh, but if she graduates, she can move anywhere and still have that that piece of paper, blah, blah, blah. And he spells peace, P-A-I-C-E. Um, and this guy's bitching about this other guy. Okay, he replies, not if she don't want to be a nurse. What if she wants to be a jan- janitor? I followed... I followed with that's fucked up. And if it was your own daughter, wouldn't you want her to finish school? Now he's all sorts of pissed off. He makes comments about how you'll be happy on Wednesday, won't you? Referring to the election. I think he was taking a shot at me and assuming I wanted Romney in office. I realized he had just pulled the race card and I can't believe it. After insulting him and what he does for a living. Um, He goes, I asked him, I asked him, are you fucking serious? He gets all thug and tries staring at me with this hate, acting all hard like he wants to fight me. We're both 40 plus years old. All the while, there are people near us who are starting, who hear us starting to argue. Fighting is not acceptable at work, not even arguing, especially about a race issue. It's not politically correct and all that bullshit. Um, If this were high school... We would have been fighting, but I'm 42 years old and have a mortgage and a career, etc. This dude is also about 5'10", 180, and I'm a lot bigger than him. So what do I do? I apologize to him. Dude, if I said something to piss you off, I didn't mean it, and I apologize. He continues being a dick to where I tell him, I apologize once, motherfucker, and that shit is not going to happen again. And now I'm getting pissed off, and people start to stare, and I have to walk away. But before I do, I tell him under my breath, that he's a stupid motherfucker and go clean some shit. Jesus Christ, dude. Then he goes, what did I do wrong there? (laughs) Other than the parting shot I gave him, I can't stop thinking about it. I mean, I like the guy, and that's what pisses me off about it most. Am I fucking racist, or is it him? Uh, I don't think I said anything out out of line. But maybe I did before telling him to fuck off, that is. Uh, I'm going to see this motherfucker at work, and I have a hard time with letting things go, but my job is more important. Just wanted your advice. Is it me? Uh, dude, actually, I don't know if you're racist, but you're, you're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You walked up to a janitor, and you basically you belittled what he did for a living. Before you even said, why don't you go clean some shit? All right. And you also didn't take into consideration that it could have been like uh, financial reasons why she quit. You know. Who knows? Who knows why she fucking quit? It doesn't make sense that someone would quit nursing to then go and, and, and be a janitor. So right there, you should have fucking left it alone. That usually means some sort of fucking drama happened. Who the fuck knows what happened? Something happened. There could be a zillion fucking scenarios as to why she became, ended up being, uh, working there as a janitor. All right, and you're saying to a janitor, who at this point is in his 40s, he's still a fucking janitor. He's taking pride in what the fuck he's doing, you know? People shit on janitors all the fucking time. He knows that. Anybody who goes around cleaning up shit, they know what people are going to be saying. You know, you're supposed to treat everybody with fucking respect, and you didn't. 
So, look, what you're saying is right, but you said it to the wrong guy. You know, if you had a daughter, you wouldn't want to quit nursing school and then become a janitor. You wouldn't. But you don't fucking say that to a janitor. You know, and you're also kind of a creep. Well, you're sitting there saying she's a deliciously young black girl. I'm going to say that there's some more shit going on with you. And uh, why were you act- asking why where this delicious? First of all, you're fucking 42 fucking years old. You shouldn't be looking at some 21-year-old girl like she's delicious, you fucking creep. Sorry, this took me a minute. Dude, you're a fucking creep, and you're a moron. And you're allegedly a scientist, and you can't even spell. So I don't, I don't even I don't know what you do over there. This is bad right now because now I'm insulting you and you're not going to learn anything from this shit. Like, dude, all right, here's some rules. You never make fun of what somebody does for a living, all right? And I'm not going to judge you because I did that one time. I got into a fight with somebody and he was a bartender and um, I was working the club and the guy was in the middle of washing glasses and I was, we, we got in this fucking argument about sports, Red Sox, Yankees shit. And I said, I'll oh, go wash a fucking glass, not realizing that I, I didn't mean it like I was belittling what the fuck he did. He, he was just washing glasses, so I said it. And, I, and he fucking, like, was ready to stab me. And I actually, someone told me later, dude, you can't fucking say that shit. And I was like, I didn't mean it that way, fucking blah, blah, blah. Once I got on my ego, I, I learned. I was like, all right, I can't do that. And, dude, you can't sit there at your level. You're at an, at an economic level above this fucking guy. Although the way you spell, you know, I don't know. You, you can't do that, dude. You, you, you. I, I don't know if you're gonna get it, but like, to say that shit in the end, to call, say that he's dumb, and then say go, go fucking clean something. Like, but I don't know. That's one of those things where it just escalated, and then he got in your grill. And he's fucking acting like he's going to kick the shit out of you. And then you got mad. So then you said that shit. And then he gets to think, you see that? You were thinking that shit the whole fucking time. Which you probably weren't right until then. You know? So what you basically did is you ruined the next 60 white people that black dude is going to run into. Because he's going to keep thinking about you. So um, this is the deal. That's some shit you can't apologize for. Like, you guys are never going to be friends again. Um, but you still should apologize. I don't know. And then what's he going to do? Act like he's going to kick the shit out of you and then it's going to fuck. I mean, I think it might be a rap. It just might be a fucking rap. I don't know. I felt halfway through that I was trashing him for being a fucking janitor. You know? What did we learn there, people? Don't make fun of a janitor. Don't make fun of... of of somebody being a janitor to a janitor because they're going to get mad. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about you, dude. You're a creep. You're a creep. Look, I'm not going to sit there and act like as a a 44-year-old guy. You know, I don't see a girl in her 20s and if she's fucking gorgeous, you know, but I always address that I'm 44 years old. I always address it. Like if I'm with somebody... But I'm with somebody like we make a joke about how fucking old we are or something like that. But the older I get, the more I start thinking, like, why would you dress like that? Don't you realize the fucking asshole you're going to be attracting to you? You know, there's something about that word deliciously. It's just absolutely fucking disgusting. And I feel I, I think you're a creep. 
<laughs> you're at some level. You're that fucking guy that ruins it. You know? You're the one that takes it into that creepy fucking area. Then and it's just such a creep that you make the person you're with feel like a fucking pervert, you know? Um, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? All right, that's the podcast for this week. Um, I am in Connecticut. Oh, Billy. I wanted to. Hint, hint, hint. Um, wait a second. Where the fuck is my website? My website, by the way, com. if you'd like to go to that. Oh, and if you want to, you know, help support the troops, Amazon.com. All you do is go to the, my podcast page. If you click on the podcast page, you'll see a link to go to Amazon.com. And if you buy something, they give me a, they give me, they kick me back a little bit of money. And then I take that money and I take a little bit of that and I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project. All right. That's what I do. That's what I do here on the podcast. So anyways, shows. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at Southern Connecticut University. And uh, that's open to both students and the public. So if you live in Connecticut and you'd like to go to Southern Connecticut University and watch me do my shit, I'd appreciate it. And uh, that's November 17th, which is, what's today, the 12th? That's five days away, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's a Saturday. And then I'll be at the Brea Improv in uh, Brea, California, November 30th, December 1st, and 2nd. That is the deal. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great week.